morning, I would like to start with an introduction to the book, the prophetic book of Isaiah. The book of Isaiah is one of the prophetic books that we see in the Old Testament. So I start with a little bit of introduction to the book of Isaiah, and then we are going to get into a specific chapter that we are going to talk about this morning. It is believed that the book of Isaiah was written somewhere between 740 BC before Christ and 680 BC. Isaiah was written as a prophetic book, prophetical book to the kingdom of Judah. So regarding the authorship of Isaiah, there, is, there are different arguments and different opinions. A group of scholars, they believe that Isaiah was primarily returned by prophet Isaiah. And some other scholars, they believe there are three different Isaiahs, they lived in different period and they all together wrote the book of Isaiah. And some other scholars, they believe Isaiah, in fact, he wrote, the prophet Isaiah, he wrote only a minor portion of the book. In fact, he wrote only seven chapters of the book and the remaining were returned by people or his disciples who lived during 400 years after the death of Isaiah. So whatever it may be, we believe that the book of Isaiah contains the prophecies spoken by the prophet Isaiah. The book of Isaiah reveals God's judgment and his salvation that he offered to the mankind. And if we know, we all, which is the familiar, most familiar chapter for you from the book of Isaiah? 53? 53. You know, you see the Messiah is portrayed as a suffering servant coming down for us during his first advent. And also the same book portrays Messiah as a conquering king reigning over the land during his second advent. So Isaiah 53 is the most familiar and most repeated chapter that we find in the book of Isaiah. It's a very familiar chapter. It talks about the humiliation and the sufferings that Jesus would go through. And how many years before, 600 years before, prophetically, Isaiah spoke about the suffering of the Messiah. And you could imagine, you need to know, now that we know Christ Jesus came to down and he died for us and he suffered for us. And 600 years before the coming of Lord Jesus Christ, Isaiah prophetically spoke about the coming of the Lord so when we come down to chapter 54, the next chapter after 53, Isaiah 54 talks about the restoration of Israel as they were coming out of the Babylonian captivity. Can you all say restoration? Out loud, restoration. So Isaiah 54 talks about the restoration. The captivity meant so much for Israel. It was not just an oppression for, the, uh, for Israel. It also meant that they were put into shame. There's so much of disgrace, disgrace and so much of humiliation that children of Israel had to go through as they were going through the, through, through the captivity in the land of Babylon. So in this chapter 54, God is promising that he is going to regather children of Israel. Can you say regather? Out loud, regather. So many theologians, especially the Jewish rabbis, they say this prophetical book or the regathering of his people is all about Israel. 
people of Judah, the kingdom of Judah, and people who belong to God originally. But remember, in Christ Jesus, we are all Israel. Can I hear an amen? We are all Israel. We are all called by Jesus. Today, Jesus has come down to establish his kingdom on the face of this earth. Today, the kingdom is seen in the church, which is the universal kingdom that we see today. So the church is his chosen one. Even though God has special heart for his own people, Jews, and after the coming of Lord Jesus Christ, because they rejected him, and we accepted, the Gentiles accepted him. And today even we see multitudes coming in acceptance to the Lord Jesus Christ, accepting his grace and his love. And we are the chosen one. We are the bride of the coming Messiah. So we see the conditions of the church gathering together again today. But originally it was spoken about the people of Israel, they're coming out of the land of Babylon. And Isaiah 54, Isaiah was prophesying, and they are going to come back, and God is going to regather them and reestablish them. That's what we see. Shall we just start reading a couple of scriptures from Isaiah 54, you know, in order to bring you a context for this sermon this morning? Shall we read Isaiah 54, verse 1? This talks about the condition of Israel on that day, and it also talks about the condition of the church today. Can we read together? Isaiah 54, verse 1. Sing, O barren, you who have not born, break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. You need to go a little more deeper, otherwise it doesn't make any sense. So in this chapter, Isaiah 54, the church are the people of God today, are the Gentiles, they lay in waste. They has lain, the church has lain in waste, are desolate. And God is saying, I'm going to gather you. And you remember this chapter is a prophetical book to Israel. And it, Israel has lain in waste 70 long years. They had no church. 70 long years they had no worship. 70 long years they were always oppressed. The church of Christ in the later day, even today, and originally the temple of God was ruined totally. And this chapter is a prophetic chapter, prophetic word that is coming to the church. And God is promising restoration over there. The remnant church, which was shrunk and shamed by the Babylonians. As they were living in Babylon for 70 long years. And God is saying in chapter 4, 54, I'm going to flourish you. I'm going to establish you. I'm going to protect you. I'm going to regather you. You know, if you take that scenario and apply that to the today's current day church, the church of Christ is seen everywhere in different parts of the globe. Some area they are persecuted, some areas they are targeted, some areas they are oppressed, and some other areas of the world, of the globe, they have the freedom to serve God. And this morning, this is a prophetic encouragement that God is going to restore the same way he restored Israel. God is going to restore his church. 
And this restoration or regathering is happening in four different ways as we understand this morning. How many ways? Four different ways. Let's talk about it a little bit before we really get into the sermon. The regathering of the restoration mentioned in this chapter, not only it was for the children of Israel as God was gathering them in Israel. In fact, the prophetical book was virtually talking about regathering of Jews in Jerusalem as they were coming out of the exile as they are coming out of Babylonian captivity. The second, that was the first regathering. The second regathering is the one that is happening now. You know, if you know the history, if you know some of the news that is happening today, we see Jews, you know, coming back to Jerusalem. They are all gathering. How many of you know about it? Yes? So they are all coming back, especially those who seek the Lord, especially those who know Christ Jesus as the Messiah. You know, they are all coming back together in Jerusalem because prophecy has to be fulfilled so that talks about the second regathering. I believe there is another regathering that's happening today as the church of God. God is bringing all the Gentiles, multitudes into the church of God through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Do you see that now happening? Yes? Are you with me this morning? What are we talking about? What is the third one we are talking about? The regathering of the Gentiles, of the unbelievers in the church of God. You know, today see, we see every day people are coming to know Jesus Christ. Every day people are touched by the Holy Spirit. Every day people are touched and changed by the testimony that we hear, they hear. People are coming into the fold today. There are many are getting saved. Many are being baptized. Many are receiving the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Many are giving their life to serve God. We are talking about the third regathering that is happening today. There is going to be a final regathering the fourth one that regathering is going to happen during the millennial reign of lord jesus christ where christ jesus is going to reign in israel from mount zion in israel he's going to establish his kingdom during the thousand years reign so there are four different regatherings that we talk about this morning Shall we go back to verse 1 and read that again? 54 verse 1 Isaiah, sing, O barren, you who have no, not born, break forth into singing. Can you read with me? And cry aloud, you who have not labored with child, for more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. As we say again, many theologians today, they say that barren woman refers to Jews only. And another group of theologians, they say that, they argue saying that the barrenness referred to the Gentile are today's church. And what the word of God is saying, the children of the desolate are much more than the children of the married woman who was originally married to God, the Jews. And children are the day of the desolate. You know, we were of no God. We were not having God. God was not in favor of us. He was in favor of his own people. But because they rejected and we accepted Christ today, God's grace has come among all of us. And even though we are living in desolation, you know, God is bringing multitudes into the fold today. The children of the desolate, the Gentiles, the ungodly, the non-Christian, everybody is coming to know the, Lord, the, the knowledge of Lord Jesus Christ. So today is the desolate woman that represents the church of God today. There are many more children who, are, who yet to need to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. 
And God is saying, in today's church context, if you see, I want you to just think for a moment. Do you remember the inflow of the Gentiles coming into this nation? Do you remember the, do you know the inflow of the non-Christians coming into this nation? Coming into the churches? Inflow of immigrants coming to the mega church of God, the universal church of God that is not only seen in Canada, not only in Australia, not only in New Zealand, not only in the United States, everywhere all around the world we see more people of God coming to know the saving, saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And God is saying rejoice. Can you say rejoice? Because God is bringing people from the left, from the right, from the east, from the west. God is bringing people. Why? He's getting them ready. Whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not, God is making people ready. God is making church ready for the final regathering that is going to take place during the millennial reign of Lord Jesus Christ. You know, sometimes we don't even think about it because we are struggling to live. We are struggling to live the day-to-day -day life on the face of this earth. But this morning, God is reminding you that there is going to be a day Jesus is going to reign on the face of this earth. How many of you believe this morning? Amen. Isaiah 54 verse 2. Let's move to the next scripture now. Enlarge the place of your tent. And let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare or do not hold. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Verse 3. For you shall expand to the... Where is your right? Can you, can, you, can, I, can you show your right? Where is your right? Are you sure? For you shall expand to the right and to the left. And your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. God is saying he is going to restore the church. And God is telling us this morning he is going to restore his people. God is telling he is going to bring the children of desolate as his own children. And he is saying the current place cannot contain. Can you say cannot contain? The current place cannot contain. How many more chairs we have? How many more chairs? 30? And God is telling us this morning, the current place cannot contain. Are you with me this morning? And you're saying that, Pastor, I'm planning to move to Toronto. No, you go. Better go. Better go now. And God is bringing more people. Amen? God is bringing more people. And God is saying the current place cannot contain. Are you with me? Are you, are, you are in doubt, actually. No. Okay, good. <laughs> God is saying, asking us to expand. And this morning, I would like to title my sermon as Expand. Can you say expand? Can you look at your neighbor and say expand? Isaiah 54 verse 2. Shall we read again? Enlarge. Can you read with me together? All of you out loud. Can you read with me? Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cord and strengthen your stakes. What does it mean to you today? What God is telling to you, it's all good that God is talking about Judah, people of Judah, and God is talking about the church. And this morning, what God is telling about you, do you feel that God is telling you the same thing as expand? Do you feel that God is telling you to expand? I believe, you know, this morning I want you to believe along with me as I take you to this, through this sermon that God is telling you the same thing to expand. And you may have questioned, God, how can I expand? 
And I want you to just hold on. God is telling you, you need to expand. In verse 2, God is asking you to alter your original plans. What is our original plan? We will stay in this place for next 20 years. That's the original plan. And God is saying, you better alter that plan. What is your plan? I'm just going to be just staying like this forever in my life. I don't want anything more. I just, I, it's all good whatever I have. And God is telling you this morning, change, alter your plan. You know, many times we have a self-image about us. And we have, we think about something about us. We think, okay, this is what is my job. This is what is my profession. This is what is my business. This is what is my ministry. And this is what is my future. And this is my family. This is my career. And God is telling us this morning, you need to expand. How many of you believe this morning? If you believe, this promise is for you. And God is telling you this morning, you need to expand. These are the prophetic words. And God foresaw that coming. God foresaw the people, you know what, Jews, people of you know, Israel, they went into Babylon and they are coming back after 70 years. Some of them, they already died there and you know, new generation has come up. There are multitudes of them are coming back and prophetically God is telling people of Israel, the leaders of the church saying that you better expand, you better expand. And I believe God is telling us the same thing this morning. You better ready, be ready to expand. So God is asking us to do five things. How many things now? And I told many things right earlier. There were four things. And now how many things? You, if you, even if you forget those four things, just remember these five things. How many things now? Okay, are you sure? Okay, number one. God is asking us to enlarge the place of your tent. Can you read with me? Enlarge the place of your tent. God is asking us, are you willing First of all, are you willing to expand? How many of you are willing to expand your family? Amen? Yes? Yes? How many of you planning to expand? Yes? Yes? Yeah, I see many hands here. Praise God. Praise God for them, that God may expand them quickly. Amen? Amen. I hear a louder amen now. Now people are busy now. They are very active now. God is talking about expanding your family. Get into action now. You know, sometimes we have a limiting beliefs in us. And God is telling us this morning, for anything to happen, first of all, what you need, a change of mind. A willingness to expand you know, before anything that comes into existence, it has to happen in your mind. Are you with me this morning? If you are not ready with your mind, you are not going to do. I see sometimes, you know, people coming and sitting in front of me as a statue. And I tell them, this is what you need to do. They'll say, yes. And brother, this is what you need to do. Yes, pastor, I will do it. And they'll just go back in the same way. They'll come back after two weeks. Say, brother, did you do that? No. You know what? Why they don't do it? They already decided in their mind not to do it. Whatever he's saying, no matter what he says, I will not do it. First of all, for anything to happen, we need to have that, get that in our mind. Everything starts in mind. Isaiah 54 verse 2, if you can put that on the screen right now, as we have highlighted there, I don't know whether you see the highlight there, enlarge the place of your tent. Many times, we see life as a black dot in the white paper. 
All that we worry about is just the black dot. We forget the whole space, the white space. We think about the black dot in our lives. We think about our abilities, inabilities. We think about our limitations. And we think about our financial conditions. We think about the opposition that we have. We think about the family struggle that we are going through. Because that's the black dot you see there in your life. And God is telling us this morning, God has a bigger plan for you. God has a bigger plan as we see the blank white space there. God has a bigger plan. If you can put the next slide as we talk about enlarge. This morning God is asking us, are you willing to grow? Are you willing to be blessed by God? Are you willing to be expanded by God? You know, this morning, I don't know what I'm talking about. I mean, I know what I'm talking about. I don't know, you know, how it is going. You are going to receive that this morning. I believe God is speaking to you in different areas of your life, in whatever you are thinking that in the areas in which you need to expand. I read a beautiful figure in the word of God by name Jabez. Bible says Jabez, his mother conceived him in pain. I don't know how much pain she went through. I don't know what pain she's talking about. Is it physical pain or the mental, emotional pain that she's talk, he's talking about? Looks like not only at the time of delivery, all along in his life he lived in pain. Have you, have you seen somebody who's living in pain all along their lives? I have seen my mother living in pain, all, not all along, at least 15 years, due to severe arthritis attack on her, living in pain. Jabez lived in pain for, I don't know how, entire his life, and he was not happy in that life anymore. He was not willing to stay in that pain anymore. And he was praying to God because he decided in his mind, I'm not going to live in this pain anymore. I want to come out of this pain. And he asked God, shall we read the scripture? First Chronicles chapter 4, 9 and 10. Can you read with me? Now Jabez was more, read that with me. I'm not hearing you. More? honorable than his brothers and his mother called him his name Jabez saying because I bore him in pain verse 10 and Jabez called on the God of Israel you know he decided to do one thing and saying oh that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory that your hand would be with me and that you would keep me from evil that I may not cause pain to myself and to others so God granted him what he requested Jabez refused to live in pain you know many times we take it granted and we say that you know this is what probably God has given me all along in my life I'm living in this pain probably this is what I need to endure and God is telling this morning that you don't need to endure that pain for long. All that you need to ask is you need to ask God. And the way Jabez was praying, God, you would take that pain out of me. Lord, help me so that I may not cause pain again in my life to others and to myself. Today, many times we become complacent and we accept the situation as it is. And this morning God is speaking to you and God is telling you this is not the plan of God. It is a time to alter the plan of God. The enlargement has to happen in mind first. Are we prepared? Are we prepared to break down these walls 
Are you prepared to break down the walls that you built in your life and you say that I cannot go beyond, that's where I am supposed to be? Are you ready? Do you see that wall standing in front of you, preventing you, keeping you shut inside of your house, inside of your room, inside of your domain, and it's not allowing you to move forward? And this morning, God is speaking to you, God is telling you that the, 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 the mindset has to change, the change has to happen in your mind. Can you read this quote? When the world around you, can you read with me? When the world around you is expanding, if you remain the same, you will eventually shrink. You know, this morning, God wants you to change your mindset. Do not just look down. God wants you to look up and say that, God, you are my God. As Job has prayed, Lord, enlarge my territory. How many of you are willing to pray that prayer this morning? Just pray to God, just ask him, God, this is not the life I wanted, God. It's not that you are discontent. It's not that you are, you, you are overambitious. It's just simple as it is. You are shut inside of your own thinking. And this morning, God is speaking to you. God is telling you, you need to come out, my child, my daughter. You need to come out of it. Number two, stretch out the curtain. Stretch out the curtain. Enlarge the place of your tent, tent, Isaiah 54, 2 again, and let them stretch out the curtain. If you have to enlarge your tent, you have to stretch out the curtain. You have to stretch out the curtain. Sometimes you are getting ready for a function and you are unable to find that particular blouse that you want to wear. That's very old now. You still take that blouse and you press it multiple times and stretch it a little bit and see whether it at least it fits into you. Oh, sorry, you fit into it. Don't you do that? No? And God is telling us this morning, stretch out the curtains. It's time to stretch out the curtains. As people are going to come in, as you are enlarging the tent, it is trying to stretch out the curtain. What the curtain means? It's a vision that you have. God is asking you to change your vision, enlarge your vision. And most of the time, the stretching is going to happen by faith, moving in faith. You know, many times we are so afraid of doing anything in this world. You know, remember, there is only one life on the face of this earth. You can do whatever you want to do only in this life. It's not going to come back. You will not get another opportunity. And when we have the opportunity, just do whatever you want to do. Sometimes we say that, you know, brother, you just be ready to take some risk in your life. Don't play too safe. Just be ready to take some risk in your life. God is telling us this morning, we need to move forward in our faith. If you can put the next slide over there. And the place is going to get enlarged and the curtains are going to enlarge. You know, many stretching in the life of a child of God is required for this to happen in your life. Many times, you know, if you remember, when many stretching happens in the life of a child of God, then only the stretching will happen by faith. And when many miracles and many testimonies will, you know, birth because of the stretching that you do by faith. Are you with me this morning? God is asking you to stretch a little bit. Stretch a little more by faith. And when you do that, you will see the birth of many miracles in your life. Jesus said to the man with the withered hand, what did he say? Can you come with me to Matthew chapter 12, verse 13, a beautiful scripture. Then Jesus said to the man, 
and the man who was standing there he is unable to stretch his hand otherwise why he should have come to Jesus the very reason he came to Jesus was what he couldn't stretch his hand are you with me and what Jesus is telling stretch your hands you know when you come to pray to God God I'm unable to do it and God will say you go and do it and when we come to God and say that God I'm not capable of doing this and God will tell you you go and do it exactly that's what God is telling him you came to me because you are unable to stretch your hands and now stretch out your hand and what happened and he stretched it out and it was restored as whole as the other hand you know that's how it happens God called Moses the Lord God called Moses and he sent him to Egypt and he asked him to stretch over the sea he asked him to stretch his hands over the land he asked him to stretch his hands over the water over the sky everywhere when he stretched by faith he had never seen that many frogs in his life he has never seen that many lies in his life he had never seen that many plays in his life locust and storm hailstorm and and plague he had never seen in his life those things became possible when he stretched out his hand are you hearing me this morning you know God is telling you this morning God wants you to stretch as God wants him them to stretch the curtains so that it can occupy more people this morning God is telling us we need to stretch finally as they were standing before the Red Sea Moses was crying out to God you know always throughout the history God is the same God the same way Jesus was responding to the man with the withered hand God was responding to Moses why are you asking me stretch forth your rod to the sea and you see that sea will divide I believe today God is telling us the same thing whatever you think that you will not be able to get there God is asking you may it be spiritually financially and materially in whatever areas that you are planning God is asking you to go ahead and do it stretching is possible today only by faith only by faith for a child of God that stretch is possible only by faith how many days you want to think 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 and rethink and rethink not doing anything for God this morning God is telling you why don't you stretch why don't you just get out why don't you just jump out by faith I remember in the in the year 2013 when God called me to come full-time it was not an easy decision to come full-time but then you know we need to take a leap of faith we knew that very very clearly we need to take a leap of faith and we believe and we see today God has blessed God has honored that I was not capable I'm not capable but you know what God is more capable than you are than I am God is asking you to take a leap of faith number three God is telling us can you read the scripture again together Isaiah 54 to enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling and what did he say what, did, what does it say next scripture next scripture what does it say do not spare number three do not spare or do not hold God is asking us to enlarge the tent asking us to expand stretch the curtains and God is saying that do not call why he had to say this he has already told you but God knows that he will not do it you will not do it and God is telling again do not spare or do not hold when we want to do something we see obstacles in front of us how many of you have, you have obstacles in front of you in life many of us many of us many obstacles in front of us 
Any of you think that the person who is sitting next to you is an obstacle for you? Yes? Not, not talking about somebody sitting in front of you, next to you. I'm talking about the real one who is sitting next to you. Not just don't look at the somebody and say that, oh my God, you are an obstacle. No, no, no. That's not the idea. And God is saying, do not hold. Do not hold. Do not spare. The tendency is to hold, not to move forward. I mean, that's how we are made. We are so comfortable in the same place, the same chair that we are sitting every day. How many of you are sitting in the same chair, the same row? I see many of you. I see many of you. Thank God for the chair that is still holding you. The tendency is to just be the same, not to bring any change. But God is saying, go, do not hold, move forward. You know, this warning comes from God as we are trying to stretch. The tendency is pulling us back. No, don't do it. Don't go for it. It's for somebody else. It's not for you. You know, when we want to expand, there are many obstacles. First of all, our mindset doesn't allow us to do whatever we want to do. And there's a big obstacle that is. And we don't see the big picture enough in front of us. We want to see. You know, some of us come, some, of, some, of, some people come for prayer and they want, they want an answer. Where I will be after 10 years? Pastor, can you pray and tell me where I will be after 10 years? I tell them that I don't even know where I will be tomorrow. How can I tell you after 10 years where you will be? We, you know, we try to see a big picture. Otherwise, we won't move. All that we need is how many steps? How the song goes? One step. Show me. One step in front. Are you, are we living by faith or by sight? If we are living by faith, do not ask anything more. Do not worry about tomorrow. That's what Jesus said. You know, I believe some of us here are worrying about tomorrow. Some of us here are worrying about somebody else. Lord, how it's going to end? Where it's going to happen? Where it's going to end, Lord? I can't handle it, oh God. God is telling you this morning, you are asking a big picture. All that you need is one step. He will lead you. That's the life of faith that we are signed with, signed to. Sometimes the obstacles are the people around us. We consult our own and we go around and ask everybody, what do you think, brother? What do you think, brother? Can I do it? What do you think? And then a majority of them say, will say that, don't do it. Don't do it. You know what? I was trying to do the same thing. And I got into trouble. I just believe what pastor said, but you know what? Don't do it. Obstacles. Obstacles. At times we lose our faith. At times we don't feel like moving forward. We are talking about God is telling us this morning, do not hold, do not spare. And God is asking us to move forward in whatever God is speaking to you right now. And if we hold, we are defeating the purpose of God in our lives. You know, don't expect everything to go well and smooth. Don't expect a prophet will be sent to your house and knock the door and tell you what to do. Don't wait for somebody to speak over your life. God has given you enough faith. God has given you enough authority. God has given you enough faith, enough experience in your life. Walking with the Lord, even after walking so many days with the Lord, if we do not know how our God functions, how our God works. God is telling us, do not hold number four. God is telling us to lengthen your cord. 
Isaiah 54 verse 2, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare, and what does it say? Lengthen your cords. Lengthen your cords. When you want to lengthen the cords, as you see that in the next slide, it creates a stretch. It makes a stretch in the cord. It makes a tension there. Everything that is worth pursuing in life, it's not easy. Everything that we want to try to do something, everything that we want to try that is worth doing, worth trying, it's not easy. Every expansion that we want to make, it causes a lot of tension in our lives. God is telling us this morning, lengthen your cords. Just want to read this quote from John Maxwell and this is what it says. Can you read with me? Everything worthwhile, can you read with me? Everything worthwhile is uphill. The problem is we have downhill mentality. We have downhill habit. If you have downhill habits and you have uphill hopes, you are in trouble. Everything that worth pursuing is uphill. It requires a lot of effort. It requires a lot of courage. It requires a lot of faith. And that's the reason we are called as children of faith. Do you know that faith gets tested? Our faith gets tested at times. We come to a point, we come to a junction in our lives, not knowing where to go, turn to the left or turn to the right, and we see that moment our faith is getting tested. God called Abraham, and what God told him, I will make you a great, that's it, that's enough. That word is enough, great nation. He got it, I'm going to be tested now. Why? Without that test, he can't become a great nation. Without going through the test, he cannot just simply become a great nation. Today, people are running behind prophecies and they hear something the man of God telling in their lives and they forget it. And after so many years, they'll come back and complain God. He told them, you know what? That prophet is, he's a liar. He's not a good prophet. He's not a prophet from God. But that's not true. What he gave is the word of God in your life. And you thought the moment you scared, great nation, you got that word. You know what? God told me, I will bless you. I will take you to a nation where only snow will fall. You know, that's the kind of prophecy we get. Why we don't get anything falling from above? Only snow is going to fall here. And you go behind the prophecy and say, Pastor, I came here because I believe that prophecy. You know what today I'm doing? I'm saying I'm a nurse, but really, you know what the kind of job I'm doing here in this nation? It's not God. It's not God. God wants you to listen. Great nation doesn't happen immediately. Your faith has to be tested. Isaiah 54 verse 3. Because God is saying, for you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. You need to lengthen your cord. That requires certain number of stretching and tension that comes along its way. It is painful. Stretching is painful at times. Some of you are going through that stretching at, at this moment. Your life seems to be painful, so painful, and you don't have an answer. Why am I going through this painful situation repeatedly in, in my life? And this morning, God is telling you, my son, my daughter, 
you are getting stretched. You are getting stretched because God is going to do something great in your life. I want you to hold on number five. And finally, God is telling you need to strengthen your stakes. You need to secure your foundation. You need to go deeper into in order to grow up. That's what God is telling them. You need to strengthen your foundation. Isaiah 54 2. Shall we read that together again? Isaiah 54 2. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and finally strengthen your stakes. As the tent has enlarged, as the curtains have been stretched, as the cords are lengthened, now it is time to hold strong the stakes. Otherwise, everything is going to pull apart, come out from the ground. And we all have seen a stake, how it is held in the ground. And if the stake is not held properly, when you enlarge the tent, everything is going to come out. And when wind comes, it's going to fly away. Stakes can be strengthened by hammering over the stake. Hammering them down so deep inside the ground. And this morning as you listen to me, that's what God is doing right here. Hammering, hammering your life and my life so deep into the word of God. So deep into the word of God. You know, many lives we see flourishing and coming up like a mushroom, you know, springing forth and there are many blessings and there are many things happening in their lives and ministries. But if the stakes are not held strong enough, it is going to pull everything apart. Stakes need to be strengthened by hammering them down. Our lives need to be strengthened in the word of God. And listen to me this morning. I'll just close soon, but listen to me. By building our lives so strong in the foundation of Christ. We talked about our lives getting tested. <laughs> now we are talking about <clears throat> having a strong foundation, stakes getting strengthened so that the tent can remain. <clears throat> if our stakes are shaky, we cannot extend, expand. If our stakes are not strong enough, when the storm, storm strikes us, it's going to blow away everything. If the stakes are not strong enough, when we get into relationship problems, we'll say, it's all done. I'm not following God anymore. If the stakes are not strong enough, when the medical report comes, and when you read the medical report, you give up and say that, what is the point of following God? I followed him all along in these years. And this is what I need to get. Stakes are not strong enough. When the stakes are not strong enough, when problems strike our lives, we don't feel like following God anymore. The time of test will really prove how strong our stakes are. Some of you are going through that moment right now in your life. <clears throat> and God is reminding you to have a strong stake in your life, in the word of God, on the solid foundation of Lord Jesus Christ. Otherwise, we are going to be blown away. Otherwise, we are going to be taken away by the enemy. This morning, 
if we are afraid if you are feeling that we are taken away from God if we feel that the enemy is attacking us if we feel that why sickness is repeatedly coming over in my family over in my life only one thing I can say is your stakes are not strong enough Jabez lived all along in pain and one day he decided I'm not going to live in pain anymore I'm going to ask God God you would remove that pain from my life Bible says in Proverbs 24 verse 10 can you read with me if you faint in the day of adversity your strength is small we all appear to be so strong when everything is going on well but when our calamities strike us when problems come on our way that's the time we will know our strength shall we all arise this morning Thank you.